Welcome to the 195, your ticket to the most luxurious destinations around the world. Today, I'm joined by Christine Drynan, CEO and founder of Galavant. Christine is on track to be one of the few people in history to reach all 195 countries. Today, she takes us to Slovenia, a gorgeous country nestled between Italy, Austria, and Croatia. We talk food, wine, and traveling with old friends in a totally new style. So, Christine, today we are talking about uh, Slovenia. Tell me what initially brought you what brought you over there. What took you to Slovenia? Well, in planning to go to all 195 countries in the world, I've had to be very strategic in where I'm going to be and the opportunities to see countries around it. And last year, I went to my reunion for college, which I'm not going to say how long that reunion is. <laughs> But I studied at the Wirtschaftsuniversität in Vienna, which is, which is the School of Business and Economics. And my college roommates from that study abroad program, who were the first people I ever traveled with, we were all meeting in Vienna and Austria borders Slovenia. And I could not think of a better opportunity than to have a reunion from my study abroad program with my first travel partners that I ever explored the world with. And then to also have the opportunity to share how we travel at Galavant with them by going to Slovenia. That sounds so awesome. I, uh, and we've talked about before choosing the right travel partners. Uh, do you feel like you had the right travel partners when you went to Slovenia? You know, everyone I've traveled with since Aaron and Karen, who I have to give a huge shout out to, has had a very high standard to meet because those were the girls that I traveled and backpacked with. So it's not like we were even traveling in luxury in college. We were like staying in places where I still remember the mold in the showers and <laughs> being lost and just completely like having our huge backpacks that were so heavy. They felt like a hundred pounds, even though they're probably just 50, but still 50, 50 pound backpacks traveling around Europe for, for several weeks. So the conditions were so suboptimal, but yet these girls were such incredible roommates that I lived with in college, and then also friends that I was able to travel with around Europe. And I always say this, who you travel with is as important as where you travel. And when you travel with someone, you see inside their soul. And so these girls were the best travel partners I could ask for on this trip. And so, you know, we all love the backpacking through Europe and staying at hostels. And like you said, seeing mold in the showers and all that good stuff. Some of the, the, the best memories you never want to make again, but are good for the time. Um, this time, I imagine you traveled a little bit differently. What was the day-to-day -day like? What was your itinerary like? Well, I can tell you that this was nothing like it was when we were in college, because this was full on gallivant style we traveled with this incredible luxury slovenia company they're actually luxury slovenia and they are the top company to travel with when you are in the region and i did this for work so we were meeting a series of really incredible chefs we were going to specialty vineyards we were really going to see everything that slovenia has to offer and Part of it too was besides doing a feature, and we also shot the pilot for our travel show, the 195 in Slovenia. But part of it too was also, if we're gonna send clients and we're gonna make recommendations, we experience everything firsthand. And so if I was going to plan this for a client or if someone's gonna plan this for themselves, Slovenia has so much more to offer than I even thought. 
And it's because the, the geography of the country is so diverse. It's self, set right there in the Alps. And so it's really mountainous and has incredible skiing. It has beautiful countryside and gorgeous castles like Lake Bled, which is this, this castle right in the middle of this beautiful lake set within the Alps, which is so picturesque. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, because it also borders borders Croatia and, and, and it has such an influence of Italy as well. We even drove through Italy to get to one part when we were driving through to the wine region. They have an incredible wine region as well. And uh, for the summertime, this gorgeous coastal region that's right on the Adriatic Sea. So if you're doing Slovenia properly, you can easily do it for 10 to 14 days. You could do it for seven days at least. I think a week gives it, you know, at least a good, a good amount of time to be able to just be able to experience this just undiscovered gem within Europe. And I don't know why more people have not traveled. I think this is like the best kept secret in, in all of Europe because there is so much diversity uh, of what to do throughout the country. And let me tell you, we literally hit it all when I was with Aaron and Karen and our amazing guide Petra. Some people travel differently than others. Some people like to spend their time in a place. Some people like to get in, spend a weekend and go out. But it sounds like Slovenia is a place that you would like to spend 10 to 14 days or, or a good chunk of time to really get everything. Is that right? I would say so. Like if you're a really thorough traveler and you just want to be able to spend a couple days where you're not hustling, I would say at least 10 and 14 days is, is a really good amount of time in the country. Um, if you're someone with limited time off, then I would say a week is such an incredible time to be able to get a really good snapshot of the country and the people could not be nicer. Well, tell me a little bit about the, the people. How did you find interacting with people? Um, what, what was the culture like when, when you got to travel? It, it, it's so interesting because it, Slovenia was part of the former Yugoslavia. And so they had a period of time where things were, were pretty tough, but they didn't have it nearly as tough as their neighbor Albania did during the time of communism. And the people there are just warm. They're, they're elegant and they're austere when you first meet them, but then after 10 minutes of being with them, they treat you like their family. And the best example I have of that is Yanis Bratov, who is the top chef in the entire country. Like he's an icon in the culinary world, both in Slovenia and also the international culinary world. People have such a deep respect for him. He took me personally, along with my friends who are with me, to the food markets. And we just spent hours together. He, he even just, he just took us to his favorite vendors. At one point we were at the, the seafood market and he was like, oh, I want you to try this and stuffed like a live langoustine in my mouth. I've never eaten anything live before, but they have such a funny sense of humor. And they're, the people in Slovenia are just, are just, warm and friendly once you get through the kind of austere, elegant exterior, because I have to say that like when you first meet people in Slovenia, they're, they're very elegant and they're a little bit more reserved. But then, like I said, after 10 minutes, you're best friends. Like I, I think back to my time with Yana's and that has to be one of the highlights of all of my travels and certainly one of the highlights of any of the chefs that I'm lucky to meet around the world. And out of curiosity, what, what is the, the food like there? What would be a standard dish for dinner? 
there are so many standard dishes for dinner. And it brings me to where Slovenia is today and why it's such a destination. You cannot mention Slovenia without mentioning what an up and coming destination it is for the rest of the world for food. If you love to eat, then Slovenia is the country for you. They have been churning out these incredible gourmet meals for the past 10, 15, 20 years and even longer, but now the world is really discovering it. So you can eat everything from a really local meal, like they have this great barley soup that you can have up in the mountains that, that you, like after skiing all day, you just tuck into like this really warm soup. And then they have these beautiful pasta like crepes that are filled with farmer's cheese and all of these gorgeous vegetables and like in the vineyards, they have food that's, I have to say, I'm there, I've had better food there than in some of the places I've traveled to in Italy. And I love Italian food, but just the bread is so incredibly special there and the ravioli and the pastas and the, the food is just made, it's made in this way where you feel that whoever made it has so much soul. And so they have everything from the typical meal that you would have at night, like which is just a barley, wonderful barley soup, to really elevated cuisine. JB restaurant, which is Yanis Bratov's restaurant that is in Ljubljana, the capital, has this incredible gourmet experience where it's a multi-coursed meal. And in fact, like we started out and there were like these little cones that were filled with beets or goat cheese or whatever was local of the day and the tasting menu we had there was just spectacular we'll have to put it into the show notes and send some photos because i'm not going to do enough justice to describe how elevated and gourmet that cuisine was at jb restaurant and as you mentioned there's there's wine country so i imagine you're pairing it with some pretty killer wines as well and that's the exciting part, is that most people don't realize how good Slovenian wine is. And so you're not paying this massive markup like you would in other countries that have very established wine-producing regions that export a lot. And so you get a lot of wines that are just local, but are just off the charts. And there's something about the elegance of the wine. Because it's so close to Italy, they have a very similar method to making wine as in Italy. And it's, I, it's just, but there's an elegance to it. And I think that that's really what I would describe Slovenia as, is that the people are really elegant and they're very austere, but then there's so much soul behind it. And I feel like that is how to describe their wine. And we went to the wine region of Barda, which we drove to from Ljubljana. And it was, the wine region was just spectacular. Like, rolling hills as far as you possibly can see and having the mist come up on, you know, on the mountainside. And you just sit there and you're like, is this place for real? Oh, that sounds so gorgeous. Like you said, we will definitely add some, some links to some pictures in, uh, in the show notes. Um, I am obviously a bit, uh, I am a bit biased. I am from California, so I, I love Napa wines and then Sonoma wines. Uh, how would those stack up to a typical California cab, like a good Napa Valley cab? Completely different. And I love California too. And like, there is no other place that I love more than Pritchard Hill, which is the iconic growing region in Napa, where some of the most cult vineyards like Colgan and Bryant Family and Brand and like these very like expensive, incredible, big California reds come from. 
And I, there's, I love those California wines. Slovenia, completely different. It's, it's like also, I think, like a, a matter of the culture there where the people are so elegant and austere on the outside again. And then it takes a while to get to the nuanced um, layering of who they are inside and have that soulful way that they express themselves once you get to know them. And that's how I would describe the wines of Slovenia. They are really elegant. And then all of a sudden it hits you how complex and just so much to, to the wines that they have there. And I think they really shine on their white wines. Uh, we had some incredible white, white wines when we, were, when we were there. And we also had also some really great red wines because I'm also a, great, a red wine drinker myself, which is why I love Napa so much. But the, the wines are just are very different. It's, it's, it's as different as two personalities could be, Napa versus Slovenia, but both you can love. And so tell me, you were there for the, for roughly two weeks, you'd said? Oh, no. Uh, that's how much I wish I had. Okay. <laughs> <Slovenia>. <laughs> I, I could have easily spent two weeks. But when we travel Gallivant style, we try to get as much as we possibly can out of the experience. But normally, I only have three days or four days on the ground. And so I had four days on the ground. And at one point, our guide, Petra, who was so wonderful, she was from Luxury Slovenia. She's their top guide. She said to me, wow, this is like the Ferrari tour of Slovenia because <laughs> we went from Ljubljana, the capital. We went up to Vogel, which is where the mountains are and all the incredible skiing that they have there. And we had that barley soup I talked about earlier. It was, I can still imagine it. In fact, I came home and within a day I made that barley soup. Um, but then we also went down to the wine region, the wine growing area there, which was just spectacular. Like I said, with the vistas and there's this amazing place called Cure Vino that we went to, which means bread and wine. And it was this estate that you just never would have guessed, but then it had the most beautiful music playing and piping outside and you could just see the vistas from there. And so we unfortunately did not have two weeks. I could have easily spent two weeks in this country, but we only had a couple of days, but every day was just so jam packed and the restaurants that we went to. I just remember eating bread and like the most delicate, elegant pasta and the most beautiful fish dishes, like everything was just spectacular because they also are on the Adriatic. So fish is also really good there as well as like the things that are more homey that you get from the local farms. The cheese is off the charts there. Oh, you're making me hungry just talking about this. This, sounds, <laughs> this just sounds like a, a foodie heaven for anybody who really, really loves, you know, what they eat and drink. Um, and in a second, I want to get to a few of the highlights from your from your trip. Um, but I'm curious, what would be the best time of year, would you say, to, to visit? Because I'm hearing about the barley soup and I'm thinking kind of winter, but then I'm thinking white wines. It would be nice for a hot summer day. Uh, when would you recommend people go visit? You know, you're hitting the nail on the head. Slovenia is a seasonal destination. The most popular time for people like us who are from the United States to go would really be summertime because 
you know, it really shines when all the cafes are open in, in Ljubljana, the capital, and you're sitting outside. I actually went during the month of March because it was spring break for my friend Karen, who's a teacher. And it was also time where my friend Aaron could get away with the family. And so we went March, which is considered an off-season time, but it was really amazing. We caught the last day of ski, last couple of weeks of ski season. We were able to go to Lake Bled, which although it was a little brisk, was still so stunningly beautiful to be on the lake and everything is open. So I would say that for most people who are going to plan a trip, summer would be optimal. But if you're going at any given time or if you're based in Europe, you could easily go to Slovenia for a long weekend. All right. And, and hit me with some of the highlights. Let's go with the, the top three. You were there for four days and, and I love it. Leave it to to Petra to, to coin the term Ferrari toy, toy sponsored by, <laughs> you know, sponsored by Gallivant. That seems so fitting, a nice luxury car for a nice luxury tour. Uh, hit me with the top three highlights that, that people just can't miss if they go. Well, you have to go to Ljubljana. Ljubljana is the capital and it has Ljubljana Castle, which is this gorgeous castle that sits atop the capital city and you're able to see views for miles. They have an incredible restaurant called Streklek that it's just old fashioned. You're eating in an old castle. And if it's nice out, you can eat outside on the terrace, but like the food is incredibly gourmet. Like normally when you have a tourist destination, you have touristy type food. And I have to say that this is a tourist destination with the most authentic, incredible, high elevated cuisine you could think of. And so I think Ljubljana is an absolute must because you can also go to JB, Yana's Bratov's restaurant, which I think is a major highlight. I think that walking through the markets in Ljubljana, there's so much to do. So my point is Ljubljana is a can't miss. Um, and it also starts out because the nicest accommodation is also there. And so if you didn't want to do accommodation in other parts, you could do day trips from there. Um, I would say another highlight absolutely is going to Lake Bled. And Lake Bled is, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, there is this old castle and church um, in the middle of the lake. And you take these old fashioned boats that are hand rowed by these like really gorgeous guys who are super muscular because <laughs> there's no motorized boats on Lake Blood. And so in order to be able to row a boat that has like 30 people on it, and I'm not kidding, there's no motorized boats. These guys are totally ripped. And so like they're rowing you by hand in these old fashioned wooden boats from one side into the middle of the lake that has this incredible church. And highlight is having pizza, which is like their national cake dish that everyone eats. And we did this buffet, like this tasting of different pizzas, like with walnut, with chocolate, all these different flavors. And then I loved that there was this beautiful church that has a bell that you ring, that when you ring it, three times it gives you the luck and the wish that you wish for. And it's just something just so romantic and beautiful that I think that Lake Blood also is a no miss because of all those cool experiences that you have with it. Um, and then the third thing, I, if I have to choose the third thing, I would say is you have to go into the wine region. And 
there was like this great, great local producer. I'll have to get the, the name in the notes. Um, it's Eddie Simchik, and I'm totally not pronouncing it properly. So we're going to have to put this into the show notes. But I, I actually met the family and the sons who are running this multi-generational family vineyard. And so I think that discovering the vineyards is just such a special opportunity in Slovenia. And then you also have to go to that restaurant, Cura Vino, because they brought out bread in a way that I've never had bread before. They like, first off, they had these white gloves on. And when you came to somebody's home, they would offer you bread, um, bread, bread and salt. And it, it's so interesting. And they would like just tear the bread apart for you at the table. And they had all these beautiful little dips for us. And then they had pizza that it's like a focaccia pizza that I have been replicating at home ever since I had that. It's not nearly good as the focaccia they made, but I think that going into the wine region is an absolute like third highlight of, of the country and also for that restaurant, Curivino. It just sounds amazing. So we have Ljubljana, uh, Lake Bled, and then the wine region are, are the, the top big three, if you can do it, but it sounds like there's so much you can pack in into a two week stay there. Um, it's also a good reminder on Lake Bled that you're reminding me maybe to, to sit my wife far away from the guys rowing the boats. <laughs> Otherwise, I feel bad about myself. <laughs> but it does sound like a romantic destination. Is it somewhere that you can go with the family? Is it better for a girl's trip or a whole family? Is it kid-friendly? And that's the other thing about Slovenia. I like your question earlier about when is the right time to go to Slovenia. Technically, you can go all year round. This is a destination that I think is great for multi-generational trips. So if your parents want to take a trip with the whole family and the grandkids and the kids, this is an incredible destination. We're starting to hear clients, just because of everything that's going on with the pandemic, people want to get back to Europe. But this is one of the few destinations in Europe that really has not been hit by the pandemic. And that would be a good spot if you were, if you did have that palette at some point very soon to travel again, I would say Slovenia, for sure, multi-generational. It's great for an anniversary. I know you and your wife just had an anniversary. Like, it is so romantic. Just, I mean, it's a, it's a country of castles and old churches and beautiful architecture and cobblestone streets and wine region and mountains. Like, it does not get more romantic than that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to speak with me about Slovenia. And, and like you said, we'll get some of this information in the show notes. Um, is there anything else you'd like to, to leave us with? One, one question that I had is, as we said, you did the, the Ferrari tour. Is that something that you can set up for clients to replicate if they don't want to you know, go through the hassle of planning everything? I mean, we're full service here at Gallivant. We, we do it all. And whether or not we're planning the trip for you and working with our partner, Luxury Slovenia, you're planning it yourself. I have the best restaurant recommendations <laughs> for you for Slovenia. And it's definitely a place that one day I'm going to come back with family. And who knows, if my parents are up for traveling, this is a great place to go. And of course, I have to thank my two travel partners in crime, my original travel partners, Aaron and Karen. They were a dream again to travel with, even X amount of years later they were even better to travel with because we were in luxury hotels, having incredible meals, and also just spending time together and reminiscing about our old days. Uh, a long way away from, from moldy hostels. <laughs> <That's good. Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, Christine, thank you again for for um, taking this time to to talk about the trip with us. And again, people can reach out to Gallivant if they would like to to go and get some more inside tips um, and certainly some restaurant recommendations. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you for listening to the 195. Join us next week for another exclusive, luxurious adventure. We'll see you then.